love and marriage, her piggy little eyes flashing pound signs. Let me slip it off this model and follow you into the changing room. So, did you find a dress? Luke leaned over the sofa and kissed his fiancée before putting down his briefcase and taking off his coat. He was a man who had his priorities right. I did, grinned Max. Luke knew that grin and it made him shake his head. Oh, God, he said. What? tuttered Max with a sparkle in her eye. She knew that he understood what her grin meant. Where is it then? Let's have a look. No, it's bad luck, said Max. Besides, the house isn't big enough for me to keep it here. Luke groaned. The house had five double bedrooms set over three floors. But Max knew that he was playing with her. Luke wanted her to have the wedding of her dreams, and if that meant a dress that would have the church walls groaning at the seams, then that's what she would have. Anyway, I, uh, I've got something to tell you, Max, said Luke, suddenly turning serious. He sat down on the sofa beside her and took her hand in his. I bumped into Stuart today. He waited for her to react, but all she said was, oh, did you? He's going to be a dad. Max felt the slightest of stabs inside her heart. It was as if her old relationship had been boxed up and put in a recycling bin, which hadn't been emptied yet, and it could still bleed some emotion into her, if poked. Are you okay? Luke squeezed her fingers gently, reassuringly. Yes, said Max, and was surprised to realise that, yes, she was okay. Stuart would make a great dad. He was kind and sensible and gentle, and though they had been a couple for 17 years, now he was just someone she used to know. Faithful Stuart, who never wanted children, had left her for another woman, and they were going to have a baby. The old Stuart had gone. Long live the new Stuart. If Stuart hadn't left her, she wouldn't be planning her mad, crazy, huge wedding to Luke. Because bolshy, confident, powerful Max was a wreck when Stuart left, until Luke rode into her life like a white knight to love her and heal her, and made her realise that sometimes strong women need stronger men to make them happy. Luke placed his warm, large hand on her cheek. I was a bit scared to tell you, Max. I was worried what your reaction would be. I feel like a recycling bin that has just been emptied, said Max, patting her chest. Luke didn't know what that meant, but from the way she leaned forward and kissed him, he reckoned it was good news. Angel Hair was a shop not so far away from Love and Marriage on the Penniston to Holmfirth Road. The owner, Angelique, wasn't half as much of a snob as that Botoxed bag who had zipped Max up into the ornate gypsy wedding-style dress and then stood behind her cooing like an enamoured pigeon as Max studied herself in the full-length mirror and felt a heavy thump of déjà vu. Angelique sported nails so enormous that picking her nose would have resulted in a punctured brain. They were painted black with gold tips, and the tips were pierced with little angel charms hanging from them. Her skin was dark bronze with fake tan, her hair platinum and expertly woven into one of her own long wigs, which was piled on her head in a bun as tall as the Eiffel Tower. But it still wasn't as big as the hairpiece Max had bought from her the last time she was here. "'You've been here before, haven't you?' said Angelique. "'I do like to see repeat custom.' 
Yes, I was here about eighteen months ago," said Max, impressed by Angelique's memory. "How's she doing? Have you been looking after her properly?" asked Angelique, as if she had sold Max a pedigree pet rather than a Marge Simpson wig. "I can honestly say it looks as fresh as the day I bought it from you," Max affirmed. That was the truth too. She had worn it for a few hours, then it had gone back in the box. It was currently in her loft, awaiting the time when she could be bothered listing it on eBay. And what can I do for you today? Asked Angelique. She'd had her lips done since they last met. Thought Max. Was everyone who ran a wedding shop on a slow mission to turn plastic? Her mind strayed to Freya, who must have been over seventy years old at least, and yet her white hair and age lines did nothing to diminish her true beauty. Oh, she wished she'd been able to find out where she had gone. But all her searches had sadly come to nothing. I'm getting married.